Listener Production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh! He's got headgear off him. This is Welcome everybody to Footy Talk. I'm your host James Graham with GI and Connor Watson. As always, today we're talking the Roosters' big win over the Eels, despite a number of injuries and the Tedesco head knock. What we all thought of that? The Suarez pursuit, and if GI ever thought about going over to Rugby Union, and also some big news from your end, GI. That's right. I'll be talking about the Goanna Academy, where we're up to. We'll touch on the West Tigers and also Craig Bellamy down there at Melbourne Storm. Hello and welcome everybody to Footy Talk, brought to you by the Listener app, me, James Graham, and of course, as always, we've got G.I. and Connor Watson. How are we going, gents? Good. Not all right. Not too bad. A bit tired. <laughs> Thursday <laughs> night games are late <laughs> when you're not playing. That's what I was thinking about it on the drive here this morning. I was like, we just have that much caffeine before you play that you don't even realise, and then it's when you're not drinking it, like last night, but the time we finished, I was, yeah, mm. starting to... Get ready for bed, so it's a good mm. win though. Happy with that. Yeah, great win. It's like that in the commentary box as well. You're like, actually, it's past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that we've had some great games on a Thursday night to keep us uh, entertained anyway, but uh, on to other news, GI, the Gowana Academy. Big news coming out of there. Can you uh, explain to the listeners what's been happening? Yeah, so big news coming out. You know, obviously I started Gowana Academy in 2020 and then COVID hit. During that COVID time, I decided to go over to your... Motherland over in the UK there, Jimmy. <laughs> well, the way I see it and the way I want to build up, I'll be looking at Cody Luttrell away from the field, what they do in engagement within the community. And it really, I was having conversations with my business partners and that, and then it really came to light saying, yeah, these are the guys that I want around All-Stars. These are the two that, that I want to approach because not only do they have a big name, but when they have a big respect in the community where I go to, like it's obviously some of them are, dominated by indigenous people so and you know it's no it's not anything that's a bit unknown but indigenous people have more high higher rate than any others have taken their own lives so having these two guys really frees up my time so i can focus on you know other things that's happening around in the in the business world the corporate world the first person i actually approached was our female ambassador in kennedy sherrington I asked her to come to my gala night last night, uh, last year, and the way she got up and spoken was very vocal, not only around the women's game, but, you know, her own tough upbringing, like, well, wouldn't say tough, but challenges she had uh, growing up. So, and I just love the way that she held herself, the way she had the room engaged with her, and also, you know, like I said, the fact that she spoke up about what's going on in in the game, in the women's game. So to me, that just shows real leadership with those three. And, I'll, I'll, you know, end of the day, it was a no-brainer, especially after the All-Stars camp. But like I said, it just frees up my time because since I started, I've <laughs> been travelling here, there and everywhere. So it gives me time to be at home more. Mm. Um, you know, I've got a full-time, I've got three full-time staff now. So, yeah, it's built up really quickly. That's awesome. It's, mm. did, it, did it start as a, a bit of a passion project and then it, grown into this well, I thought, it was business right yeah like, well I thought I was gonna you know be around football yeah you know it's no secret that you know my struggles are out there in there you know to the public so you know I've got no 
nothing to hide anymore and it's out there. And I just really want to educate people about, you know, things that, that can happen, things that I've been through and how to manage it the best way possible. Obviously, it gets too much, but then I refer them on to the services above me to deal with that. And I guess with starting it up, it came as an idea that I wanted to do something, but it also came through Professor Gordon Parker. He said, just said these simple things to me, and that's got me on my different journey, on this journey. He said, Greg, your, your story can help change a life or save a life. And that's what got me straight on, straight on to it straight away. And this is my sole focus. Yes, I dipped my toe in, in football and rugby league worlds now and then, especially around Origin, finals time and All-Stars. But anything major on the calendar coming through rugby league, well, then, you know, I'll get asked to come. But now I feel like I'm in control of my own life, my own destiny and where I want to go. And I guess that's the beauty of it, is having these three on board, having the full-time staff on board, it frees up my time to be at home more. And... Yeah, sit back and really enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah, it, mate, it's it's amazing. You're doing so much in in the community, and that those two things that you just said change your life or save a life. Yeah, football's giving you the avenue to do that, mate, and it's pretty incredible. I mean, you must have so much satisfaction in in what you've achieved so far, and um, knowing that you're going to continue to do that for a very long time, and bringing these people in to to help you on that on that journey into save and change more like I said it wasn't the journey I was expected to go on but somehow I've always wanted to give back community in what capacity not sure but now I'm here it's you know it's just grown so much since I started like I said it started from an idea and I just approached Chasics and you know because I had a great relationship with them since 2006 and you know so I asked them say hey I want to run a community day just to bring this to light and then from that it just went bang and you know, they they donate a little bit of their thing, but then they've seen where it goes because in the, the day you're dealing with businesses that's massive. So they're all going to go, yeah, we'll give you help and then we'll see where it goes now. And ASIC's been tremendous all the way through. So, you know, it's the support that I've got and the support that's wants services and companies that want to reach out, schools, you know, I'll just sit back and just, wow. Well, yeah. Like, it's really taken Be like taken quite off. overwhelming, yeah. Like yeah. just... From that, like you say, it's amazing to hear like it started as a, off as a day and then, yeah, now it's grown into this. It's grown, this, yeah. yeah. And I know the next 12 months is going to be massive, which is why I brought these guys on board. Yeah. And, you know, we signed off on 35 schools, which takes it to wow. over 40 plus. Next year, this is just in New South Wales region. So yeah, wow. It's going to be big. Mate, that's incredible. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks, and buddy. all the best with, with everything moving forward, mate. Yeah. That's in, in, incredible, mate. You can be very proud of yourself. Well, boys, as you would nice know, I'll come here on Fridays and yeah. <laughs> a little bit, need a coffee, put me up. Domestic man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mystery you are. And the wife is due next Friday, so that also, good timing around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and on to the football. Bruce has had a, a great win over the the Eels last night, a, a battle-hardened the Eels. Roosters coming off a bye. When you think back to round one, the Roosters, a bit of soul-searching, Connor, probably fair to say. Um, got I don't know whether it's ambushed by the Dolphins, but maybe taken by surprise. But they've, despite having a, a number of key players out, Crichton, yourself, Tupanua, Manu has been in and out of the team, Matt Lodge, Nathan Brown. Tedesco went off pretty early yesterday with the head knock. They're still... They're still getting the victories. Yeah, I thought the boys 
that first sort of half was really good. You know, we looked great from the start, started really well, probably left three tries out there, I think, in the first half. So felt like it was it was going to happen. And then, yeah, I thought Brendan had his best game in, in Roosters Colours. He was awesome. Luke Keery was like running the ball and, you know, support play scored two great tries. Yeah, I mean, the boys played really well. The only sort of negative thing was probably the fade out towards the back end. And I know that's where in the sheds after the game we'd spoke about, you know, what we need to improve on. And it was, yeah, staying in the game for for the full 80 minutes. And, you know, our defense probably slipped away. And that's how we set up the game, by being strong in defense and not letting them get many yards. And, yeah, it's unfortunate to lose Ted. The, the annoying thing about that is now, like, we miss him for – next week as Two well yeah. yeah yeah so it's because it's 11 days yeah we play next thursday against the storm mm. so now we're missing tedesco for that i i, I get it. i guess it is frustrating for everyone but mm. you know the these new protocols are brought in place to tech people yeah. from themselves because i'm sure if you asked yeah, he, tedesco he, today, he play, yeah. i'll play yeah like, and i like you know, i like the 11 day uh, rule it takes Jimmy. the pre- it takes the pressure yeah. off him. It can so he's not sitting there this week or, or over the weekend going. Am I going to be? Oh, all right, Thursday, yeah. Thursday, Thursday. Right, I'll um, mm, I'm going to ignore maybe a headache or yeah. you know feeling not too good. The pressure of almost feeling like you need to return because he is so important. Yes, mm. they've got all the great options at fullback, but Tedesco is the man. I think. Yeah, it's important that we we take the pressure off yeah. players and it's it's out of their hands. Hundred percent. We get Manu back next week. Sorry, Gi. That's we, right. Yeah, we <laughs> you get go for it, man. We get Joey Manu back next week too, so he'll probably just slot straight back mm. into fullback, I'd say, and then um, Joey Suwili will go back to the centers. He looked good last night too. I thought that was the did you like you being a center watching his game last night did you think that I was the best day I watched the first 20 I've been yeah. travelling so I was in bed by 9 <laughs> <laughs> sleep yeah, f- fair enough but no I woke up and um, you know I got those you know when they do the mini highlights and yeah. that so I watched a bit of that there and I think I think that would have done him a lot of good playing fullback for Samoa in the World Cup mm. you know him doing it over there getting more experience and about playing there you know I know, I know he's played fullback in the juniors and but it's a totally different game these days and, you know, you've got to be ridiculously fit um, yep. to do it. So, look, from what I saw and what, what I was seeing from him from the World Cup, there's no doubt if, if he stayed in, in the game, he would be eventually, you know, one of the best fullbacks in the game running around. Yep. guess we'll never know, right? Mm. <laughs> you, know, you know what for me was... <laughs> come back, though. You know what was noticeable yesterday? The difference between how the Roosters handled Tedesco leaving so the la- I think the last time that he went off mid-game was that South, South semi-final yeah. and that was a game that was chaotic but I think in terms of the, the Roosters structure and how they handled that the rejig of the back line Corey Allen on the bench really helped but I thought their leaders really stood up as well where James Tedesco brings so much so much energy so much talk to that team mm-hmm. all those little things to play four into five for a quick play the ball to kick on the front foot I thought Kiri was outstanding mm. obviously Jared was pretty fired up he had a yeah. massive game leading from the front starting the, I think first start of the year Yeah. so I was really impressed by how you know Victor Jared Kiri you know like you say um, Smith as well all seemed to step up in, in James's absence mm. and thought well we're going to have to be the guys to, to take control here and even speaking to Brandon Smith after the game he was very very complimentary to Luke Keery's leadership skills saying lads I've got this now 
Teddy's gone. So I want to I want to run this ship. Yep. Yeah, the biggest thing that you miss when Teddy's not there is probably the calm head. And like it showed in the semifinal last year mm-hmm. where then everyone just started to get fired up and we played very erratic and we're worried about our emotions more so than actually playing the game. But I know I've spoken about it before, but that was the main thing in our review last year at the end of the season was like, we need to get better at emotional control and like not worrying about that and being present in games. And I think we've seen the work that the boys have put in in the off season over the last few games. Yeah. Um, you know, like, yeah, it would have been easy for the boys to get carried away against South because of all the emotion and, you know, the rivalry that comes with it there. And then last night losing Ted, but everyone just sort of got on with their job. And Do you think it should have been a standoff? Yeah, well, see, this is what I was part of. Like, you, you then lose him for, like, it. it's hard because it's a big call to make them play for 12 for the rest. But is there like a way you can send the player off and then you can bring someone on, but he just can't go on for the rest of the game? Like, fa- like you know like what a, I mean? Fa- like a fouled out situation yeah, like you're where fouled he's, out. he's fouled yeah. out, but you can bring on an 18th man kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, you can't play for the rest mm. of the game because you've got someone, you just hit someone in the head and he's out for the rest of the yeah. game. But they can still bring a player on. So they can still play with 13. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about it last night because I'm like, the consequence of him then putting Ted out for the rest of the game yeah. and for the next week, 10 minutes in the bin. I mean, he probably gets suspended, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Undoubtedly. Well, yeah. it, it, it was, you know, in the commentary box, I think, I don't think anyone would have been surprised to see him sent. Yeah. I don't think, I, I don't think anybody in the Parramatta team or coaches box mm. either would have been surprised. It's one of them that was right on the borderline of, mm. is this 10 minutes in the bin? Or is, is, is this a straight red? So, um, Fail him out. <laughs> Fail him out. <laughs> but, 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 but this is something that the game, well, it's that fine balance between, okay, we need to show that we're de-incentivized that ta- style of tackle because we've seen that style of tackle go wrong so many times Ooh. where the, the guy on the wing will jam or a center will jam to put pressure on a guy like Tedesco because he is so silky with his hands. So you've mm. got to put, you got to take all his time away and put him under pressure and go and attempt the tackle to shut down that play. Yeah. But if it goes wrong, to be honest, I think most of the time it actually goes wrong. It's really hard as an outside back uh, on the wing or center to jam in and mm. not go high. Yeah. Mm. It's because, hard because, it, it, because you can't drop. You'd know playing centers. Well, it, what, what you've taught in my way of the way we defend and what I've been taught as a center outside back. But, you know, if you're going to jam, well, then your main job is to stop it, right? So what do you reckon the ball is? It's not around his knees, is it? Yeah. So it's up high, so you want to come in and wrap the ball out. Yeah. Especially these days, it's hard. Yeah, and at that and high speed, that's what Simons has gone to do. But So then the NRL is a game. How do we say we've got to de-incentivize that tackle but show immediate punishment and – stop you from doing that I get sent off or a simbin versus, of, versus ruining the game uh, yeah, sorry yeah. versus, ru- ruining versus it not being yeah. a 13 on 13 yeah. contest you know what perhaps the, the foul out could be something that we, we see in the future okay look it protects our products you as a play as an individual you're gone for the game but because we want you know maybe a, t- a 10 minute and then a foul out but we can bring someone so Simonton would be yeah Simbind, but then not allowed to come into the get back into the game, and then it's thirteen on thirteen still. But you still lose a, a starting player. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. It's um uh, a situation the NRL are, are going to have to handle. It's not a bad idea, there, Connor. Mm. Wait, 
staying awake to three o'clock thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just on the drive home, like, oh, I didn't play today. But you know what's interesting? Um, the Suwalihi pursuit, he, he has signed um, to play rugby. Um, do you, are you interested to know? I know basically every sporting code on the planet was after you. UFC, boxing, soccer, <laughs> uh, athletics, AFL. swimming, AFL. AFL. AFL like you, was you, you were a bit of an athletic freak, which, you know, I wish I was blessed with those athletic ability. Sell yourself so, short, buddy. At any point in your career, did you have the phone call or, or the meeting or the approach um, from Rugby Australia? Yeah, I did. Look, back home in Maxwell, you know, being up in, especially in the school, that's all pretty much all I played all the way through. Yeah, there was rugby league, that was, but there was only like we we get knocked out in the first stage, maybe second stages in the state. Where Union, we we went a bit deeper into the you know into the states, the semifinals in Union. So I did. I have been approached, and I have you know I went up there and played uh, or travelled to Tweed Eds and played a few rep games in Union and. And whatnot, but it was. I have been a, been approached a fair few times over, you know, through the school and coming out of school into um, into grading that. I guess rugby league just was just in my blood, you know. Mm. I've played all different sports. I've done. I tried different things, but I've always been drawn back to rugby league. You know, when I was in Melbourne and that 2010 saga happened, Essendon came over and approached me, and I said yes because I loved Melbourne so much that I wanted to stay there and around. True. Then I found out how many Ks they run and I went, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when when you're looking at Union, you know, it's this, there's more technical rules around it, more technical stuff within that. But it just comes back to where I was passionate about, what I would have loved doing, what, where would I get the most kicks from. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, all my family played it. And, you know, I remember going to um, dad's football training uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and then a ball boy for him on Sunday. Yeah. So I grew up with that and just going around and, you know, by the time I was 10, I was running around with the first graders up there, just probably for training from under 18 to first grade, just playing touch as they warm up. Or, mm-hmm. You know, as you do as a kid, kicking around. And so it, it was just always, always going to go back to league. Yeah. So when you, when you had those approaches, you just shut it down straight away and say, oh, look, I love my rugby league and I've got no interest in, in, in playing the, the other code? Yeah, I wouldn't say I had no interest, but yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much. Well, I, sat, I, sat, I sat back and, you know, just I hear it and then go straight out the other yeah. way. So there was a time there where I actually did sit back and think about it because mm. I had the opportunity to come down and play for the Randwick with me, uh, with me cousin. And again, it was, yeah, it just didn't interest me. I didn't look too far into it. I was, just, I was probably more looking at a way of playing with my cousin in Union. Yeah, yeah. And, but, in the days, oh, it was always coming back to the league. Yeah. Always coming back. Did you ever flirt with it? Ever go like bath in England? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah. bath no, with, I, um, with Burgess. Sail? I, no, no, Sail I, um, I, I wouldn't. I would like to have tried my hand at football or, or soccer, oh, but yeah. uh, I was unfortunately born with two left feet, Connor, <laughs> um, and I'm right-footed. So you, you do the math. Yes. Uh, no, no, rugby was never an option. School, all we did was play soccer. So. I was the outcast. I was the, Were you the goal goalkeeper. I did play a little bit of goal, <laughs> centre defence as well, midfield, box to box. But um, I was known in school as the egg chaser. <laughs> um, literally, the only person that played any form of rugby 
whether it's league or union. No one else played it at my school. I've never um, heard that term before. Egg chaser. <laughs> yeah. Well, for them, that's how they didn't know anything about the game. Yeah. For them, that's what it was. Like they just, you know, there wasn't as much publicity and sport yeah. context wasn't as as large as it is now. So it's just like they sort of seen it briefly. It's like all you all you lads do is just chase an egg. Like, <laughs> okay. Well, if that's how you sum it up, then fair enough. But um, yeah, we'll take a quick break now, and we'll come back to you with some. Uh, some of the more unsavoury incidences that have happened uh, this week in the world of rugby league. <laughs> Welcome back to Footy Talk with me, James Graham, GI and Connor Watson. Guys, uh, Moses Suley, one of the most bizarre and casual interviews you are ever likely to hear. Let's have a, a listen to what he said this week. We got the same manager. My manager uh, let me know that um, he was looking to come here. From what my manager said, he didn't want to come. Uh, he loved it over there mainly, but yeah, I was in the same situation as well. Um, I didn't want to come here, but I got to do what's best for me and what's what's best for my footy. And um, and yeah, I guess um, he's coming to do the same thing. So hopefully he comes, has a crack, and yeah, hopefully he does well. Thoughts? That's got me. I've seen that, I heard it, and I was early in the week. I don't know what's going on down there, but it just shows where the Dragons are. At. You know, you've got one player saying he's gone there, but he didn't want to go. The same player talking about another player saying he doesn't want to go, but he's going. So another thing too is maybe you should get a tee up about media interviews or <laughs> something. It's that's, just, that's it's just unnecessary. It's, it's irrelevant information. It's nothing. Yeah. Just like, you know, in that situation, you just say, oh, look, I'm really excited for him to be here. You know, he was a good kid at Manly. Don't even, I'm looking why? forward to playing with yeah, him. Yeah, looking forward to playing with him. Done. Done. But I think I said to you boys before, show, it just shows where the Dragons are at the moment. You know, I, I don't know. I'm still thinking about how did that even come to air. Someone told me about it and I didn't believe them. <laughs> I was like, mate, you, no, you're joking, mate. I, I, I don't believe you. Clickbait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could be one of those new AI, like um, deep yeah, fake. Yeah, deep, deep fake. <laughs> yeah, that's what you've got to blame it on. It's a deep fake. That's what I'd be saying yeah. if I was him. Yeah. It's a nah, deep fake. wasn't it's me. It's just me. a deep fake, mate. <laughs> I, um, and I've said this before, like, it's the fans you feel sorry for because they know they're doing it tough. They're, and the fans there know that the, the club are an easy kick, an easy pile on. But you, what you don't do is make life more difficult for you, especially away from the field. Like, as a, as a club, as a group, you know, the atmosphere there now, just like, how do you expect your fan to turn up? And you've got a guy saying, like, I, I didn't really want to come here. Like, mm. you know, and, and you know, that perhaps if in a bit more detail, Moses Suley might say, well, look, I wanted to stay at Manly, but I didn't get an opportunity there. But just came just, out wrong. But came out you wrong. just never, you just, I, I don't see the point in saying that. Like, he's been there for over a year now. Like, yeah. Or <laughs> even expand on it and say, I didn't, but it's great. <laughs> oh, no, there's not much yeah. you can say. Or even though, like, you know, it? I had my reservations, blah, blah, blah. I came down. And it's great. I'm looking forward to welcoming here. You know, it's a great club. Shut up shop. That's it. Oh, just boggles, <laughs> boggles the mind. I, I, you need to get down there and media train them, Jim. Maybe maybe we do. Mm. <laughs> maybe we do. Another club that are in the, the headlines for all the wrong reasons, um, and again, a little bit of a, a, a pile on, is the West Tigers. Their pursuit has been made public of Mitchell Pierce. And bizarre timing. Look, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with, with chasing an experienced half. He would have bought plenty to that organization, but... Yeah, the, the the timing of it and Luke Brooks, you you really feel for in this situation. Yeah, a hundred percent. I and just the fact that it's out in the public, like straight away, I had a phone call I think with Benji, and then it, 
next thing you know, it's everywhere that they're, they're chasing him. So, yeah, I mean, some things are just probably better off kept behind closed doors mm. and, like, I don't know if it would make PC want to go there anymore, like, if it's just coming he, out. Pierce it, would be mad yeah, to go. Because then it's just attaching his name to it and Catalans are probably, like, wondering now if he's going to want to leave or or what. So, Well, well you think about this for Mitchell Pierce. He was probably the most scrutinized player for a decade into every, like the, the off-field incidents that yep. surrounded him. Mm. Performance, and moved on because of Cooper Cronk. He's got a great life over there in the south of France. He's playing in a winning team. Why would he come back to a team that's won a wooden spoon last year? And also the, the fact that his dad is a legend there. Mm. His dad made his name there. No. <laughs> like, it'd be, I, I think, a, a big mistake for Mitchell Pierce to, to look to end his career at the Tigers, especially with what he's got going on over in the south of France right now. It'd be silly, wouldn't it? It's like um, Jimmy James Maloney. You know, he got offered to come back, played for Catlins. He didn't want to come back. Yeah. He's still still living over there. Yeah. It's a good lifestyle. Mm. So and, why, and, and well, just the pressure. Like, Pierce has been involved in that cold yeah. and the scrutiny. Like, every play, every performance, it's going to be scrutinized. Like, and now he's over there just playing football, what he yeah. loves doing. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm, why would you come back to the Tigers? Like his dad's obviously got a really built up a really good reputation there in the Pierce's name. He ain't coming back and I don't know. He'll be thinking about that. I've got to live up to dad's legacy at the Tigers. Got to do this in and coming back into that club from where it is now because all the talk that been in trials was about Tigers and it's still going on because there's a lot of stuff going on mm. in that club itself. Yeah. And it's just not a reflection on it's probably behind, you know, in the admin stuff or whatnot. But, you know, you had Ivan Cleary, you had Michael, yeah, Ivan Cleary, Michael Maguire, their coaches beforehand, and they still couldn't get the, they're done. So now you got, turn the clock back and you got Davey Ferner, Tim Sheens, Benji and Robbie all there. I don't know, is it the club itself or, this is what I mean, like, yeah. no, no one can really put a finger on it, but. Every week we're coming in, every week there's something about Tigers. Yeah, there, there does seem some some strange decisions being made there. And almost some of them, that should be easy. One of those we, we've spoken about off air is the dropping of Dane Laurie. Yeah. On fitness. <laughs> On fitness, exactly. Allegedly. Reportedly. <laughs> reported. Well, he's, we, we well, spoke about well, it last well, week. Well, here we are. We he, spoke about it last week. He played nine minutes last week against Melbourne off yep. the bench. What is he supposed to do in nine minutes? And he's dropped the New South Wales Cup this week. We spoke about him last week. It's like you are putting your best player who's made the most runs, most meters for that team. And we spoke about playing off Appy. He's the only one that can actually play with Appy that can think of mm. think of straight away. And putting him back to bench for nine minutes and then dropping him back to New South Wales Cup. Like, wonder where his head's at right yeah. now. Saying, Oh, I'm not fit enough. It, it seems to me like Dane, they don't want to. They don't want to upset Dewey. Mm. They've saw what Waken can do, and they don't want to drop Brooks. So unfortunately, Laurie is the fall guy, because you know I don't think Dewey is a natural fallback. I think Dewey's more of a five eight than a fallback. I reckon Dewey's best position would be center. Yeah, and put Laurie at the back. That that takes that, the that, pressure off Dewey. Decision making. Good defender. He's big. Yeah. That that, that 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 would make sense, and I guess we we don't see the inner workings of the football club. But for me, what what I've seen in the eighty minutes is they've bought in arguably the best hooker in the game. They don't 
know how to play with him yet. He's looking bad because no one's ready to go with him apart from Dane Laurie. So there's a starting point. There's something we can hang our hat on as an attack is forget the shape. Let's get a quick play of the ball and then we'll go off happy. But we've seen in the games where happy goes and it's just... Dead and back. They're waiting. Yeah. But Bateman plays a bit on the ad line where he's that instinctive style of player and he'll bring off the cuff style in attack as well. But have Dane Laurie with him because he's got speed. He's difficult to tackle. He's He's got footwork. He's agile. I don't understand how this man's not in the team. Yeah. Well, it must be. I don't. I, Dewey probably doesn't want to play center. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know out there. Yeah, I'm, mate, I'm mate. just my opinion. He's to me, his best position will suit him at center. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, yeah. He must not want to play there because it would make the most sense, wouldn't it? Just to move him there and then keep Dane at fullback. He's their most dangerous player. Yeah. Another thing that I find interesting too is. Tim Sheen's always not given insight. You know, it's been very dismissive of what's going on with the players. Like the player got injured last, I think last week, and didn't say to what extent. Again, like coming out with Dane Laurie, not giving extent answers to it. So I, as a fan, you're sitting there going, "Oh, what's going on with my Tigers?" It's like we're not getting anything from the coach. We're not getting anything else. But then you see headlines like this. Yeah. And last week, so yeah. can we come in next week and not talk about Tigers? <laughs> well, they, they change that by by getting victories, don't they? Yeah, and, exactly. Um, and and getting wins, and we we want to see the Tigers do well. That you know, I've got some good friends there. Yeah, I want to see them performing well, and I think yeah. probably what makes it even more difficult for for everybody, especially Tigers fans, is there was a new dawn. And this was the start of something new and we weren't going to see the same level of performances and the same issues that we've seen in yesteryear. But it just seems it's rinse and repeat and it's the same old story with the Tigers. And, you know, perhaps we fell into the trap of expecting change too soon. But it seems like there's a lot of work to do this remaining for, for, for Sheens and, and the rest of the crew that are there. And they've got a tough draw, don't they, over the next few weeks? Uh, I know. It's, I can't remember exactly. I think it's Parramatta got. Easter Monday. But it's like their next four games is like Para Penrith. Um, so the next three is not looking good. No. Look, everyone wants to see Tigers doing well. You, you're right, Jimmy. Um, yeah, they, they they play the Broncos this week in Brisbane. The red hot Broncos undefeated. Then they play the Parramatta Eels. Then it's a bye. Then Manly. Then Penrith. Penrith. Yeah. It, Dragon South. I mean, look, I don't like to, to forecast too much, but that is uh, the degree of difficulty is could hardly be any higher there. Just on the Brisbane, they they won five of the last games against Brisbane. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, really? they, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're a bit of a bogey they're side. They're a bit of a bogey. So, you know, maybe going up there, they might do it, but I don't we might think be talking I, about the um, Brisbane <laughs> undefeated record. No one's undefeated in a couple of days' time. That's my. Hopefully we're Hope talking so about for that. The yeah. Tigers, yeah. So for the Tigers, yeah. And their fans. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, lastly, we'll just touch on uh, Craig Bellamy has come out in support of uh, Maroons, Australia and Melbourne legend Billy Slater to take over the coaching range. Gee, I knew you knew him pretty well. What are your thoughts on this? You know, his knowledge of the game and his, the way he approaches it even before, you know, balls being or you're running laps in preseason, his knowledge of the game and his study of what he does, his homework that he does, which made him the best fullback in the game, if not, you know, that we will ever see. And 
for him to be appointed Queensland coach, you see what he's you seen what he's done with those players. You've seen different styles of play that they played, and then you've seen how he's just brought through Ryan Pappenhausen through it, just nurtured him through it. So he's always been in there in the background. And some sessions when I was down there, he would get the backs together and do a bit of homework or what he wants. And after training and before training, so if he does, he'll do a tremendous job. It won't be anything that's out of the ordinary for him because he's understanding of it, understanding the culture that Melbourne has had, and he will continue that through it if he does become head coach over there. And Craig will be sitting in the background as a as a mentor, I'm sure. It'd be good to see Bill you know, probably take a reins, but then he's got to weigh up Queensland Origin coach. Channel we'll go 9. back to, yeah, Channel 9. Have a good gig at Channel 9 too. Mm. See, I think whoever takes over from Coach Bellamy is on hiding to nothing. It's a poison chalice. It, it, yeah. you, you're, you're never going to be able to match what he does. But I think Billy Slater will be in a, a not too dissimilar position to Craig Fitzgibbon where he can afford to say no. Yep. And then when the time is right, pick your timing because... You know, if you're going to make it as a coach, timing's everything. You know, you don't want to take over a club that is on the down. You want to get them as they're going up. So I think maybe Billy Slater, really intelligent person, would assess the situation and go, I'm not going to be the coach after Bellamy. I'm going to be the coach after, after. <laughs> I'm going to be the next guy and get the timing right yeah. and then kick them back because, mate, who would want to follow Coach Bellamy? It's like Sir Alex Ferguson. Manchester United are still struggling to find that person. Hopefully for the Melbourne Storm, it doesn't take as many coaches. But when you've had a man be so successful for so long, just how does an organization transition him out and, and bring in the next guy? That it, If he it does, it's, it's, it's going to be a challenge. It, yeah, it's a, it, look, whoever takes over that role, mm. but they've got a huge job on their hands. And I'm not saying they can't do it, but the, the task will be monumental. Look, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see where, where he goes with this. Um, well, like I said, it, there's no doubt Bill would do a tremendous job. Like you just said, boys, whether he's sitting back and having a chat with his family, chatting with his wife and like the Craig and saying, Fitzgibbon and saying, is this the right time for yeah. me to do it? Or do I just sit back and wait a bit further? Not a bad option to have being no. in that position is that you've got, you know, Queensland origin coach, media work, plenty of other things happening. And then, you know, the opportunity to go and coach the Melbourne Storm where he made his name and you know became arguably the best fullback our, our game's ever seen so not not a bad position to be in um, but yeah like I said I think whoever takes over that Melbourne Storm job next is uh, it's a colossal job um, that just about wraps us up for Footy Talk brought to you by the listener app uh, thanks for listening everybody like subscribe and all that jazz and we'll catch you next week <laughs>